What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the most, the Hoods ESPN, Crystal Street's golden boy, Dre Day. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is episode 216. Episode 216 of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. This is going to be a somber episode and also a Cloud 9 episode. And the reason being that it's going to be a Cloud 9 episode, let's get that out the way real quick. This segment right here, this is going to be more so of other... It's going to be more of an appreciation episode, you can say, well, at least segment for that matter. And the reason being is because my boo, my favorite WNBA basketball player, my favorite female basketball player is once again back in the WNBA finals. So... Congratulations are now in order. Congratulations are now in effect for Candace Parker. Her and the Chicago Sky are on their way to the WNBA Finals. I need y'all to understand why I'm so ecstatic for this. And the reason being is because if, if, if you've been following me, if you've been following Sportsway with Dre Day podcast, I try to give Candace Parker as much praise as I can. You know what I'm saying? And I've been following her since 2002, early 2000, early 2000s, when she was in the high school All-American game, the McDonald's high school All-American game. Uh, I witnessed her win the slam dunk contest. Um... I followed her career since she's been at the University of Tennessee with the late great Pat Summit. I followed her since she was in LA with the Sparks with Lisa Leslie when the torch was basically being passed from Lisa Leslie to Candace Parker. And now obviously, you know, that affection and infatuation and basically my love for Candace Parker has continued now with the Chicago Sky. Um, I want to say for about a good year or two, you have motherfuckers out there saying that Candace is washed. You have motherfuckers out there saying, oh, she's done for. She should just pack it up. Yada, yada, yada. She's not the same. Really? Huh. I guess y'all must have not seen what happened in these playoffs. I guess y'all must have not seen what she did in this clutch, in this closeout game against a good team, I might add. The Connecticut Sun ain't nothing to snooze at. They was the number one team in the WNBA. They went into the playoffs as on a 14-game winning streak. They have an MVP on their team now, so... Chicago was nothing to mess with. They was nothing to mess with. You know what I'm saying? And Candace Parker and the Chicago Sky 
got them up out of here in four games. Got them out of here in four games. Now, I'm going to keep it tall. I have to be objective. Did I think that they would get to the WNBA Finals? No, I didn't. I didn't think they would. I didn't think they would get there. So, I can't sit here and fake the funk. You know what I'm saying? But, being that they did, and being that I'm so much of a devoted Candace Parker fan, I can get ecstatic and get on cloud nine whenever the fuck I want. Just because of my support of her. Now, like I said, you had people doubting my girl. You had people really, really, really out there thinking that she was finished, thinking that she was done for, all these things. I think they thought she was done for because she's getting this TNT money now. You know, she's getting that Turner Network bag. You know, you see her on inside the NBA sometimes with Shaq and Dwayne Wade. Um, you see her sometimes on Players Only on NBA TV with Steve Smith and 3D Dennis Scott. And I think people just think that she's done. Nah, she's just trying to secure that extra bag. Obviously, she know the WNBA don't pay a lot. So she got to get that other side money, which is doing what she loves. And that's talking sports. That's all she doing. But the girl still can ball. She can still play some hoops. And she has been showing it for all this time now. The only time she doesn't show it is when she's hurt. But when she's on that court, she could mess with the best of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, no, it's not a mystery that she is on the W25 list. And what that list is, is like I said, I've done this in a previous episode. 25 of the greatest WNBA players of all time is on that list. And during these WNBA finals, when it does start, they will announce the undisputed GOAT of the WNBA. If Candace Parker can somehow lead this Chicago Sky team to the WNBA finals and win, what does that say about her resume? What does it say about her resume? You know what I'm saying? She's won on every platform she's been on. She's won in high school. She's won in college. She's won, obviously, in the WNBA. You know, WNBA champion on the verge of being two-time WNBA champion. She's won two MVPs. One of those MVPs, she actually won Rookie of the Year the same year, which was 2008. She's won overseas. She's won Defensive Player of the Year. She's won gold medals. She has everything that you can accomplish in the sports world as far as basketball is concerned. She has accomplished everything. Everything. And I think some respect needs to be put on her name, especially with this one right here. Because I'm going to say something and... I hope it knocks on the doors of people and understand where I'm coming from. Do y'all remember in 2016 when LeBron James took the Cleveland Cavaliers to the NBA Finals and they won it? And we seen how much praise and how much love 
how much notoriety, how much coverage he got for that. As far as in the sports media world, well, guess what? Candace Parker deserves that same exact fucking love. Let me say it again. She deserves that same fucking love. Reason being is because she's doing the same thing LeBron James did. She spent all her years in L.A. She came back home. Now, I know for a lot of people, they thought, oh, when she was coming back home, oh, this is, oh, oh, oh she, she, she getting ready to retire. Oh, she's washed. She only doing that because she going home. She going home because she washed. She's finished. She want to retire in Chicago. And then her first year, she helped get them to the WNBA Finals. Now, yes, you look at the stat sheet, and she's killing it. No diggity, no doubt. We're not even going to deny that. On the stat sheet, she's killing it. She's crushing it. So we're not even going like, like we not even going to fake the funk with this. This season she averaged 13, 8, and 4. Now, it's not normal numbers for Candace, but guess what? It's still productive. But it's one thing on here that it doesn't talk about, that doesn't get notarized, that doesn't get averaged. And that's her leadership. Because I'm going to keep it tall. I'm going to keep it all the way tall. I'm going to keep it tall like Shaq's height. You can't tell me that the Chicago Sky makes the WNBA Finals without Candace Parker. You just can't. You, can't. you cannot convince me that they will get there without her. You cannot convince me that they would have gotten there without her. You can't. Because of her leadership. Now, I'm not saying that the Chicago Sky lacked leadership but they didn't have that type of leadership like Candace you didn't have somebody that has that championship pedigree you didn't have somebody on that team that's so uh how can I say it polarizing they didn't have that they didn't have that this is no knock to Ali clearly this is no knock to Courtney Vandersloot I know for a fact they're ecstatic that Candace is on this team. Now, let me get back to the main thing I want to say here. Candace deserves the same notoriety, the same courage, coverage, the same spotlight that LeBron got in 2016 when he took the Cavs, his hometown team, to the NBA Finals and won. Now, granted... She got them to the WNBA Finals. She's helped get them there. But the job's not done yet. It's still three more wins. They still need three more wins. But even so, just this alone, she deserves that same notoriety. So, this is what I call to my fellow sports podcasters. If you want to talk WNBA, because quite frankly... These WM, this, this WNBA season has been amazing. 25th year anniversary. These playoffs have been nothing but amazing. Listen, I know a lot of people don't watch the WNBA, which I don't understand why, but these playoffs this year has been nothing but amazing. We just saw the white mamba, Diana Taurasi, 
go bonkers a few nights ago and drop a 30-piece in the playoffs against the Las Vegas Aces. We might have just seen the last time. We might have seen the last combat game. Battle of UConn. Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi. Because I'm quite sure one of them is probably on the verge of retiring. And it might be Sue Bird. We might have just seen the last of them compete against each other. Not only in the playoffs, but also in the WNBA period. These playoffs have been nothing but amazing. And like I said before, I think Candace deserves the same notoriety, the same coverage that LeBron got when he did the same thing to his hometown team. Candace is doing the same thing. She went home and her first year helped get them to the WNBA Finals. They're both legends. They're both icons. They're both goats in their own world. They're both goats in their own way. Do not shortchange this woman just because she's a female. Do not do it. Do not shortchange her just because she's a female. We not jacking that. We not jacking that. And I know for a fact that's what's going to happen. I know that's what's going to happen. Now, in Chicago, I know they're going Chicago, they're going to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like they are going to talk about it. Now, as far as everybody else, that shit going to get swept on the rug. I already know it. That's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm doing it because I know ain't nobody going to be talking about this. Nobody going to be talking about this. I know it. That's more reason why I'm doing this. Like I'm not a WNBA fan for nothing. This is why I'm the hood's ESPN. This is exactly why I'm the hood's ESPN. Because guess what? They gonna talk about it on there, but they ain't gonna talk about it like I'm gonna talk about it. They probably gonna talk about it for what? Not even a minute. And that's it. You getting about a good close to 20 minutes of me giving this lady her props. You getting about 20 minutes of me giving this lady her much deserved flowers and roses because what she has done in this league, not just this year, in general, has been nothing but amazing. So congrats to my girl Candace, man. Congrats to my girl Candace Parker. Uh, I'm uh, I'm absolutely proud of her like which what what she has done this year has been nothing but amazing nothing but amazing obviously she made the decision like i said earlier she made the decision to leave la to come home check she's on the cover one of the covers of nba 2k 22 Check. She has her own day in her hometown in Chicago. Candace Parker Day. Check. Like I said, she is one of the 25 greatest WNBA players in the history of the game. And, like I said, could be, could be voted as the undisputed GOAT of the WNBA. Could be. Check. 
And now she's got her team WNBA finals bound. Check. She has had an amazing year. She has had an amazing fucking year. I might say so myself. And I'm proud of her. I'm absolutely proud of her. I was at work on cloud nine hearing the game because I can't watch. But hearing the game, I was on cloud nine. Couldn't control myself. Couldn't. Y'all know how it is when I y'all know how I get when it comes to Candace. Y'all know how I get when it comes to her. And she's three wins away from being a two-time WNBA champion. It's not going to be easy, though, because right now we're waiting for the winner of the Aces and the Mercury. The Mercury could have closed them out yesterday, but they dropped the ball. They got blowed out for that matter. And now game five is on Friday. So that's cool because now they got to slug it out for one more game. This gives Chicago more time to rest. So, again, congratulations to the Chicago Sky. Congratulations to Candace Parker. Congratulations to Allie Quigley. Congratulations to Courtney Vandersloot. Congratulations to Copper, Azara Stevens, Big Mama Steph, Lexi Brown, Diamond the Shields, Coach Wade. Couldn't be more proud of y'all. Couldn't be more proud of y'all. But like I said, the job is still not done. Three more wins to go. Three more wins to go. But I know the city of Chicago is on cloud nine. I know they are. And if they can somehow get these last three wins when the WNBA finals start, the city of Chicago is really going to be turned up. Really going to be turned up. This is their first birth in the WNBA finals since 2014. So they've only been there once. Hopefully this time they get there. They win the three games they need to win to become WNBA Finals champions. But we shall see. We shall see. But again, Candice, congratulations. Much deserving. You know I'm hella proud of you. Listen, I know sport podcasters, beat writers, bloggers, they not going to talk about it as much. But this is why I'm doing it. This is why I'm doing it on my platform. I don't call myself the Hoods ESPN for nothing. Because the shit that they not going to talk about, I'm going to bring up on minds. They may talk about it, but they ain't going to give it that much light. You're going to get the absolute light over here. You're going to get the brightest light over here. So again, congratulations, Candace. Congratulations to you and the Chicago Sky for y'all to be a six seed. And get to the WNBA Finals is amazing. A six seed. You had to go through two win or go home rounds to then beat Connecticut in the semifinals. 
You beat a young team in the Dallas Wings, which I wasn't surprised that y'all did that. Then you went against a well-coached Sylvia Fowles and the Minnesota Lynx. Y'all won that. And then y'all beat the number one seed, Connecticut Sun. Keep doing your thing. Three more wins. Three more wins is all I got to say. <sighs> now that I done said that, I think I have to now change the mode in here and now talk about my New York Yankees. Our season is now over. We are done. We lost in the wild card to the hated Boston Red Sox. Now, I have no problem with us losing because I'm going to keep it tall. For a lot of people that know me, they know how I am when it comes to my Yankees. Everybody knows how I feel when it comes to my Yankees. But for this season, I wasn't that optimistic because they've been so inconsistent this season. Their season was like a damn roller coaster ride. They had ups, they had downs. They had ups, they had downs. I thought they was going to turn for the best. When we had that 13-game winning streak. And I immediately got on this podcast. And I immediately said, our next road trip, this road trip that we are embarking on, will be the most important part of our season. I said that. I said that. And... What proceeded to happen was we split four games with Oakland and then we lost two out of three to the Angels. Then we fast forward to the beginning of this month. Well, the beginning of September. And we lose three out of four games to the worst team in baseball, which is the Baltimore Orioles. We then get swept by the Toronto Blue Jays, who at this time is creeping for one of the two wildcard spots. And then we lose two out of three to the Mets in the Subway Series. So... We was very inconsistent this season. We had a couple of winning streaks on top of the 13-game winning streak, but the inconsistency is what I had an issue with. Our pitching rotation has been nothing but abysmal. Aroldis Chapman has been a disappointment as our closer. So even if we did get to the World Series or even do some damage in the playoffs, it wasn't a sure thing that he was going to hold up his end of the deal. It wasn't. 
But I will say this, though. That wild card game, it was very disheartening watching my Yankees go down that way. We had the pitcher on the mound that we wanted on there, and that was Garrett Cole. We paid this man $324 million for nine years last season. That's the guy that you want on the mound. And the way he performed was very distasting. I, I, I really couldn't stand watching that game. I couldn't. I had to hide my emotions. I was trying to be cool with it. But deep down inside, I was pissed off. You lose two to six. Only Judge, Rizzo, and Stanton was the only three players that actually looked like they wanted to play baseball that night. Now, I'm going to keep it tall. Garrett Cole hasn't been the same this season. He damn sure wasn't the Garrett Cole from last year. Now, if you want to say maybe that has something to do with what happened earlier this season when the MLB was, you know, taking a closer look at players that was cheating, you can say, with pine tar or some stickum shit, whatever it is that they was using. Ever since that happened, Garrett Cole has not been the same. Now, yes, he did have COVID. He did pull his hamstring. All those things are true. But at the end of the day, we paid you all this money for a wild card, do or die game, win or go home. And the way that you performed is unacceptable. It is totally unacceptable. I appreciate that he takes the blame. I appreciate that. Truly do. But he takes a lot of blame for this. He takes a lot of blame for this. Now, as far as some of the players on this team that I think needs to go. I got a list. Brett Gardner, listen, I love you, but I think it's time for you to retire. I appreciate the fact that you came to your senses and said, you know what? I'm going to do just one year. I want to stay a Yankee. I don't see him playing with anybody else. So I can definitely see him playing. I, I can definitely see this being his last year in baseball. He's the only other player from our 2009 championship. So I could definitely see him retiring. Gleyber Torres, I think you can go. I can do without you. Um, there was a time where the Velasquez kid, the hometown boy from the Bronx that went to Fordham Prep, when you was hurt, he was doing his thing at shortstop. I wouldn't mind seeing him at shortstop. You've been nothing but a disappointment this year as well. I'm not using your injury as an excuse because you was a disappointment before you even got injured. Gary Sanchez, you can go as well. You can go as well. You've been inconsistent since you've been in a Yankee uniform. So you can go. Aaron Hicks, you're injury prone. You definitely can go. Mm-hmm.
Let's see. There's a listen. There's a listen. There's a bunch of people, man, that can go, man. Um, I'm trying to think of some pitchers that can definitely go. I'm trying to think of some pitchers that can go. It's a bunch of people that can go, but I know one person that can't go, and that's Aaron Judge. I believe he's a free agent, which I think is bullshit. I think that we should have signed him. We should have locked him up two years ago. But Cashman didn't want to do it. And now we are on the verge of, well, I'm not going to say we're going to lose him because let's keep it tall. Aaron Judge says he wants to be a Yankee for life. He wants to bring a championship to the city. Being a Yankee is an incredible honor. Whatever happens with contracts or trades, that's beyond my control. You never know what the future holds. But if it's one thing that I believe the Yankees are going to do is they are going to break the bank for Aaron Judge. They gave Garrett Cole $324 million. I could definitely see Aaron Judge getting more than that. I could definitely see Aaron Judge possibly getting close to three, close to three seventy to four hundred million. That shit is crazy if you think about it. The contracts that these players are getting in Major League Baseball is beyond me. That having no salary cap shit ain't no joke. But like I said, the Yankees cannot afford to lose him. The dude has his own Judge Chamber in Yankee Stadium. He is basically the future of this team. He is basically the uncrowned captain of this team since Jeter is not there no more. The Yankees can't afford to lose him. We cannot let Judge do what Robinson Cano did. I believe it was, what year was it? I think it was 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Either 2013 or 2014. He was supposed to be the future of the Yankees. Jeter was supposed to pass that torch to him. And what did he do? He took his talents to Seattle. How's that turning out for him? He's not even in Seattle no more. He's with the Mets. Didn't play this year. Suspended. PED use. I rest my case. We cannot let the same thing happen to Aaron Judge. We cannot afford to lose him. We can't afford to lose him. He fixed his teeth. He's hella marketable now. He's a heartthrob. You could say the girls go crazy for Aaron Judge. The Yankees cannot afford to lose him. They cannot afford to lose him. We got to bring him back. We've got to bring him back. And I can see us bringing him back. I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm, oh, I ain't tripping. I ain't worried. He ain't going nowhere. Listen, like he said, contracts or trades are beyond his control. So when those winter meetings start, that is definitely top priority on the Lakers. Oh, I'm about to say Lakers. On the Yankees' to-do list. But what's also should be on their to-do list is getting the consistent starting pitching rotation. Because right now, I think there's only one slot, probably two, that are permanent going into next season. And that's Garrett Cole and Nathan Cortez. I think those are the only two pitchers that have guaranteed spots in the pitching rotation next year. Joy Montgomery, 
he can go as well. Or he can go to the bullpen. I wouldn't mind seeing Luis Severino back in the starting rotation. Because before Cole got here and before he had Tommy John surgery, he was our ace. He was our ace before Garrett, before Garrett Judge came here. Now, when Garrett Judge came, he was our second go-to guy. And then he wound up having Tommy John surgery. I can definitely see him back in the starting rotation. I wouldn't mind it. So, okay, we got three slots available now. Cole, Severino, Cortez. We need to go out there and get two pitches. I don't want to hear anything about getting any bats. We don't need that. We need pitching. That's what we need. We need pitching. I think we need a new closer. Because I don't think Chapman is the guy. I would like to see him stay with us, but I just don't like him as our closer. Because he's been too inconsistent this year. I wouldn't mind him being a setup man. But he's definitely not he's definitely not our closer no more because he's too inconsistent. So Brian Cashman has his work cut out for him this offseason. Does Aaron Boone come back as our manager? He said we'll see. Listen, when we had our 13-game winning streak, I thought his job was safe. Little did I know we would have to go through a wild card game to get to the playoffs. That's just the inconsistency of the Yankees this year. We are in the American League East. You got four teams in that division that fight for a playoff spot damn near every year or every other year because there this years where Boston was bums there was years that the Blue Jays were bums. But for the most part, it's going to be the Yankees, Rays, and Red Sox fighting for a playoff spot. Whether it's for the division or the wild card. And in this year, you have four teams vying for a playoff spot. It's a tough division. Best division in baseball. We got to do something. Something's got to give. Something has got to give. Mm. Stan, you get my absolute respect. I can't say nothing bad about you this year. You played a lot of games. You killed it while you was out there. You even showed up. I mean... I mean, it was only one game, but you even showed up late September going into October. So, can't say nothing bad about you. You get my utmost respect. Judge, you already know how I feel about you. Anthony Rizzo, thank you for coming from Chicago. Hopefully, we can re-sign you. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, we can re-sign you. Hopefully, you would want to stay. Joey Gallo can go. Gio. You can stay. I just need you to stop getting injured. DJ LeMayo get well soon. I'm not going to say him missing the wild card game is the reason why we lost, but he does make shit easy for us being that he's the leadoff batter. He's just the best all-around player on the team. Let's just keep it all. 
listen, like I said, man, my Yankees got a lot of got got a lot of pieces to patch up. They got a lot of moves to make this offseason. We got to resign Judge. We need better pitching. And our starting rotation and bullpen. And we might need a new manager. So that's on the agenda for these winter meetings. That's what's on the agenda. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, it is what it is. It's always next year. I don't do that. It's always next year shit. You only do it's always next year when it's teams that you don't expect to win nothing. But when you're the New York Yankees, when you're the most successful team in sports history, when you have the biggest payroll of all sports teams, it's championship or bust every year. It's the same thing with the Lakers and the NBA. It's the same thing with the Cowboys and in football, it is championship or bus for whatever season they're playing. It's championship or bus. So every year, it's championship or bus when it comes to the Yankees. And now that this season is over, this season has been nothing more but a disappointment. Simple and plain. Disappointment. This is the first time since 2016 that we did not advance to the Divisional Series. 2017, we went to the ALCS, lost to the Astros. Obviously, we know there's some scandal behind that. They was cheating, but that's neither here nor there. 2018, we lose to the Red Sox in the Divisional Series. 2019, we lose to the Astros in the ALCS. Last year, we lose to the Rays in the ALDS. And now this year, we lose to the Red Sox in the wild card. And another reason why this is disheartening is because, yes, we lost to the six, but look who we lost to. We lost to the hated Red Sox. Our division rivals, our foes for as long as I can remember. The last three times we've played the Red Sox in the postseason, they're 3-0 against us. 2004, when we blew that 3-0 lead, they came back and won four games to three. In our house, for that matter. Game six and game seven, they came back to our house and won. No need for me to keep Dwelling on memories. 2018. They eliminated us in the divisional series. In our house. In Yankee Stadium. This year. We lose to them at Fenway. We lose, them at, we lose to them in Fenway. At least we didn't lose to them at home. But we still lost to them nonetheless. That's a bad pill to swallow. Bad pill to swallow. But yeah, man, like I said, man, my boys, we got some serious moves to make this offseason. So, before I close out, 
this is what's on the agenda or should be on the agenda for my Yankees. Resigning Aaron Judge. Possibly getting a new manager. Possibly. And fixing that pitching rotation, starting rotation, and fixing that bullpen. We don't need no marquee bats. We don't. We don't. We have a player at every position. If we need to call, if we need to call people up, listen, if we have to call people up in the minors, we can do that. We can do that. We don't need no extravagant catcher. The catcher that pitches for Garrett Cole. I can't even pronounce his name. I'm not even going to say it. He does a good job. We can do away with Gary Sanchez. We could re-sign Rizzo. He could play first base. We got DJ LeMayo at second. If Gio can stay healthy, he's third base. We could do away with Torres. I just told you that Velasquez kid, he could play shortstop. If we re-sign Judge, we can use him at right field, of course. Stanton can play all three outfield positions and DH. Now we just got to find two consistent outfielders. And who knows, if Luke Voigt can stay healthy, he could be our DH. There it is right there. I know my Yankees. I know what we need. I know what we need. And it's what I just said. We need pitching. We need defense. We don't need shit on offense. We need defense. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that. But yeah, man. This is a tough pill to swallow, man. Lose to the Red Sox, man. Ah, man. I'm not even going to sit and say congrats to him. Because, not for nothing, Tampa's our division rival. And they bumped us last year. But I definitely want them to bump the Red Sox. Definitely. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my baseball season is over because the Yankees lost. Because I'll be lying. Because I definitely peeped the end of that. Dodgers Cardinals game last night and that shit was amazing like a walk off home run to advance to the next round you gotta love October baseball you gotta love October baseball even though we got knocked out because of a walk off but you gotta love October baseball like this this is the time where everybody tunes in this is the time where everybody tunes into baseball so, we shall see. May the best team win. May the best team win. When it comes to this. But if I had to give my prediction right now for who I think is going to make the World Series, I would say in the American League, I could definitely see Tampa going back. They've been hungry for years. I could definitely see them going back to the World Series. I know my bro Guru would be happy to hear me say that about his Tampa Bay Rays. 
in the National League. Listen, I, listen, listen. I think the Dodgers are the favorites. They should be. They're defending champs. I mean, it's unfortunate they had 100-plus games and they had to play in the wild card, but now that they done got that out the way, now they're going up against their division rivals, the San Francisco Giants, which is crazy because you would think for them being division rivals, this is the first time that they're ever going to play in the playoffs. So bragging rights is definitely on the line with this. I know a bunch of San Francisco Giant fans. I know a bunch of Dodger fans. The battle for Cali going to be something crazy. But, yeah, man. Again, I wish all the teams the best of luck, except the Red Sox and except the Astros. They're cheating asses. But uh, it's time for me to go. It's a wrap for this episode. I said everything I need to say. Uh, once again, thank everybody for their support. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. Um, Y'all can definitely check me out on all podcast streaming platforms except Tidal. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. On social media, y'all know how y'all can find me on Facebook, Dre Day. Instagram, Dre Day1985. Sportsway with Dre Day podcast. The links are in the bio. If you want to check out the podcast and on Twitter, Dre Day1985. So there you have it. Again, thank y'all for y'all support. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. And in closing, y'all know how this goes. This has been another episode of Sportsway with Dre Day podcast. Episode 216 is over and complete. Catch y'all on the flip side. Continue to stay safe. Be safe. God bless. Peace and love. Your boy is out of here.